0: Welcome to the, we raise the stars and stripes over Japan podcast. This is Mark Steven Schwartz. and It is both an honor and a privilege for me to read the diaries from American and allied civilian prisoners of war interned in and around Kobe, Japan during the great Pacific war, World War II. This is episode number 26 and we start with June, June seventeenth, 1942. Harold Brinkerhoff. Our Spanish class started off with a bang. If it continues at this rate, we should learn a lot. The paper says 159 Americans and Canadians left Kobe. Included were five Navy nurses, Mrs. Helmers, and her seven-months-old baby, all from Guam. Charles F. Gregg. Have read House of Exile by Nora Wong. Very good book on China. I'm reading Testament by R.C. Hutchinson, a novel and biography of Russia, 1915 to 1918 and after the revolution. Interesting and well-written. Max Bradosky came down to the house today, all quiet at the other house. Roy Henning, sunny day, study and read. In the afternoon, I saw Americans going down to the train on home, on their way home. What a sight. June 18th, 1942, Harold Brinkerhoff. Our second Spanish lesson is over. We have a big assignment for Saturday. We meet Tuesday, Thursday and Saturday. We pay one yen weekly. A fellow had been to the zoo. His friend asked him what animals he saw. He enumerated them and said he saw some kangaroos and dangaroos. His friend asked him what he meant by dangaroos, that there was no such word. Said the man who had been to the zoo, there was a large sign that read dangerous, kangaroos. Charles F. Gregg. Rain, rain. Will continue daily now for next month. Nothing of great interest. Very good meal Thursday evening, rice, stewed chicken, good fish and cream sauce and potato, a small piece of cornstarch pudding, tea and bread. Papers claim that Japanese have taken part of Aleutian Islands and that they have air superiority over Dutch Harbor. 10 committees now organized and going good. Chess and volleyball tournaments going and several study groups. Still a great deal of lethargy and obstinance for Matsuda. He goes far out of his way to make our spirits and living conditions uncomfortable. No exercise in the park these days, but weather permitting, we play volleyball and handball in streets adjacent to the Institute every evening after dinner. Roy Henning. Rainy day. Reading way of a transgressor. June 19th, 1942. Harold Brinkerhoff. I am getting a lot out of my Spanish. We had a chess tournament. Roy Henning. Rainy day. Study. Read. Play volleyball in the street after dinner. June 20th, 1942. Harold Brinkerhoff. Our athletics have been a shot in the arm. An athletic committee has been appointed, and they have organized volleyball, handball, and softball teams. We have a music appreciation group. At meetings, we play classical music and operas. They are trying to organize a glee club. There are study groups in Spanish, stenography, advanced mathematics. We are trying to get fellows interested in something to keep their minds off our troubles. I played a little handball and wore a nice blister on my right foot. Our food has been excellent the last few days. Maybe the restaurant got wind of the console's idea to change. Roy Henning, Saturday, overcast and warm. We won our volleyball match two out of three games. Lost my chess match two out of three games. Won a game from Bob Vaughn. June 21st, 1942. Charles F. Gregg. Routine. Still unable to get men treated by doctor or dentist and eight are still waiting for glasses. Meals again in rut of just edible condition. Nothing new in the paper. Rumor that exchange ship left the dock at Yokohama, and anchored in the outer harbor, awaiting word that Japanese left U.S.A. in good condition. Paper says British losing in Libya, and will soon abandon Tobruk, result retreating into Egypt. Roy Henning, Sunday, overcast. Warner volleyball match one to zero to one. Harold Brinkerhoff, I got my hair clipped close. I'm going to try and get rid of my dandruff. We had a nice service. The speaker told of world church and civil leaders who have been in prison but use their time to good advantage. Moral, we should use our time for self-betterment. 90% of the fellows play cards from morning till night. June 22, 1942. Harold Brinkerhoff. Today is the longest day of the year. It didn't seem any longer than the next. Our varied activities keep us quite busy. I am getting old. I can't take it anymore. I played volleyball and pulled an abdominal muscle. It isn't too bad. Roy Henning. Raining most of the day. Our team rests in tournament. Plays several chess games. Planned bicycle trip across the United States. June 23rd, 1942. Harold Brinkerhoff. It is raining cats and dogs and has been all day. I have been working most of the day on my Spanish for Thursday. The papers say Tobruk and Bardia have fallen to the Germans. Five months since we came to the Siemens Institute. Roy Henning. Rains all day. Bathe, wash clothes and shave. Chess. Read and study. No sports. January 24th, 1942. Harold Brinkerhoff. Rained all night. Two men were talking. One said he had been to San Jose. The other said, Don't you know that the J is pronounced like an H? You said, By the way, when are you going to pay me the money you owe me? The corrected one replied, Oh, in Hewn or Who Lie. Roy Henning. Drawing street scene and reading. Nice sunny day. June 25th, 1942. Charles F. Gregg. Rain every night and most of the day. Play some volleyball after dinner, rain permitting. Have been studying French with more vigor than before and making some progress organization going smoother with various committees. Our talk with the Red Cross about mosquitoes resulted in police issuing mosquito punks, 22, per night. Still no action regarding hospitalization for the sick men. Hope Johnny G's birthday on 22nd or 23rd was not forgotten and not as gloomy as my recent one. Having a wife and two children should make a difference. Food is better in quantity, and most of us are full once in a while. But type of food is abominable abominable garbage. Fish, more fish, and more rotten fish, always with cabbage and fish bones. Rice, rice, rice. We don't help the situation along since we get tea with lunch and dinner. We make it ourselves at 10 a.m., 2 p.m., and 8 p.m. generally have bread saved from our meals with it, occasionally have saccharin with tea in lieu of sugar. Sakamoto-san took us tonight, Thursday, told us tonight, Thursday, that the Osama Maru, the first exchange boat, departed Yokohama at 1.30 a.m. today for Saigon and Lorenzo Marques with diplomats and some civilians. Harold Brinkerhoff. I'm working on my Spanish like a Trojan. Sakamoto sent in a news item to be read at night roll call. It stated that negotiations had been completed between the United States and Japan for a second exchange. I guess that means us. No time of departure was mentioned. Spirits are soaring again. Roy Henning. Win third straight volleyball match. Cinch First Half Tournament June 26, 1942 Harold Brinkerhoff Our English edition of the Osaka Mainichi Verify the Report by Sakamoto The Sama Maru with the Diplomats left yesterday from Yokohama Charles F. Gregg Big piece and paper today confirming Sakamoto's news of last night. Another Italian ship, Count Verdi, was leaving Shanghai for Hong Kong and would join the Osama Maru in the vicinity of Singapore. Thence the two would proceed to Africa. Total exchange was approximately 1,500. Most important item was regarding an agreement completed between Japan and the United States for a second exchange to take place later. When will the second exchange be? And will we be included in it? Time alone will tell. In the meantime, time can't pass swiftly enough. We are not actually suffering except, except from nostalgia, but housing, food, medical, dental, and sanitation conditions are decidedly poor. The library here at the Siemens Institute is truly a gift from heaven. The phonograph and records also help. Thanks to the departed diplomats we now have some real good classical records. Mrs. Allen has donated Beethoven's Fifth Symphony and Schubert's Unfinished. Among other good records are In a Monastery Garden and In a Chinese Temple Garden, Debussy's Nocturnes, Hungarian Rhapsody, etc. If we only had Un transmission sas fills pour les novels. Mais a sec bon chance se soire sas possible. Nous avores recu un petit poste de quatve quatre lampe et pente et fa il sera possible à la changer à la our La Service Internationale. Uh, A new game called Salou, Sweeping the Men. Played on graph paper by two men making a grid and placing squares for battleships. Aircraft carriers, cruisers, destroyers, and mines. Each BS entitles player to three shots. A carrier, two cruiser, one destroyer, one half. Total shots 27, total mines 40. Opponents, without knowing where on your graph your ships are located, calls out shots on the graph up to 27 shots or until he strikes a mine if before 27. Object is to sink the other fellow's fleet. It takes five shots to destroy a BS, four aircraft carrier, three a cruiser, and two a destroyer, mines one. The above occupy the same number of squares, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1, respectively. Players alternate entering salutes. Roy Henning. Buy watercolor paper. Draw street scenes. Sunny weather. Lose one game. Win one. June twenty seventh, 1942. Charles F. Gregg. Salu is now the rage. Several dozen men are playing it, and as each game takes from three to five hours, time really passes. I again won another bottle of ersatz honey from Oppenborn. Had two cruisers, two destroyers, and an aircraft carrier afloat at the end of the engagement. Roy Henning. Hear that we will leave on the end of August. Drawing. Very good chow today, Harold Brinkerhoff. Nothing of interest. June 28, 1942, Harold Brinkerhoff. We went on a hike to the mountains. We saw two beautiful falls, the upper Medicae, male, the lower Nunobiki, female. I got up at 4.30 a.m. We left at 5.30 a.m. We got back at 8 a.m. in time for breakfast. Charles F. Gregg, up at 5 a.m. and hiked to the Nunobiki Waterfalls, male and female falls, where one half of the group had hiked once before. The other men who had not gone previously went this time, plus Mr. Sakamoto and I. A good hike, more water in the creek this time, and the moss and the hills were greener. A heavy smoke haze hit Kobe Harbor, but could just make out the outline of an aircraft carrier they are reconverting from a large freighter. Barbers came today, two weeks after the day they were supposed to come. All but a few of the men had their hair cut by Wicklins sometime in the past two weeks, so only 27 men had their hair cut or even trimmed. Roy Henning Sunday Warm day. Reading, Reaching for the Stars. June ninth, 1942. Harold Brinkerhoff. Yesterday, everyone and his brother was hauling sand. There is a general order that everyone is to have a supply of sand on hand for fires. I believe the Japanese will strike Siberia or the Aleutians soon in an attempt to stop the supplies going to the Russians in Siberia. Charles F. Gregg. Happy birthday, Dad. Sorry not to be home to help you celebrate the anniversary. George Conklin also celebrated his 29th today. No special bill of fare. Still having fish at all three meals today. Matsuda gave orders for no more volleyball, but since he did not tell Carl or me, we had men go ahead. Roy Henning. Monday, paint watercolors scene. One volleyball match, first place in second half of the tournament, thus the championship. June thirtieth, 1942, Charles F. Gregg. Saw other guards on Tuesday and they said perhaps a misunderstanding. Isameta called today to see Mrs. Allen, so asked about number one, exchange, he said arrangements complete for second exchange, but when it would be depends on when a boat is available. 2. Medical care. He said Swiss consul had failed to get permission for Kensho for other doctors, that they had not called on Kensho at all. He will see the Swiss consul again and endeavor to speed things along. This procrastination is and buck passing about proper medical and dental treatment has been going on for three months now and still no satisfactory answer or action. Be it the fault of Swiss or Japanese, it is still poor treatment. Food is still bad and need of clean bedding acute. have read two light books recently. Dumas's Neapolitan Lovers story of Naples in the time of Ferdinand III, court intrigue and abdication of court with aid of Admiral Nelson. Also, Diary of Young Lady of 1764 to 1765, humorous tale of Irish lass on tour with father and brother through London, France, Switzerland, and Naples. Also, Ludwig he- Ludwig... Weisholm's Upstream, an American Chronicle, a provocative and scholarly book of 1922 condemning lack of American tolerance for Jews as university professors in chairs of English, and the muddleheadness and dual conscience of the average American. And now reading The Prince by Niccolo Machiavelli. Harold Brinkerhoff. Nightly blackouts have been ordered. Our translucent shades have been replaced by shades which the lights will not penetrate. Japanese may expect raids from China, but I believe they will come from Siberia. Roy Henning. Overcast, some rain. Drew another street scene. Air raid protections going on. Sand being hauled in buckets and boxes. July 1st, 1942, Harold Brinkerhoff. Another month gone. Our bread is getting blacker day by day. Soybean and other flours are being added. Very often it has a musty taste. The quality is going down, but the portions are still quite large. It will have to go down quite a lot to match what we got in Guam. I hope I shall never be that hungry again. One fellow went to the hospital. He brought back a watermelon that looked really good. I didn't get a taste. A number of the fellows have scabies. I hope I don't get it. Charles F. Gregg. Fred Oppenborn, Houston, Vaughn, and others finally taken to International Hospital. Oppenborn is to stay for three days. Weather eighty to eighty five degrees and sultry, occasional light rain and overcast. Paper devoting large space to German success of Libya campaign Alexandria supposed to fall in few days as German and Italian forces advance five hundred kilometers in fifteen days. Roy Henning Overcast Finish reading reaching for the stars. A good book. Improving my handwriting. July 2nd, 1942. Charles F. Gregg. Nothing new. Weather getting warmer. Had final playoff of volleyball and chess tournament. Is finished. Roy Henning. Sunny and warm. Reading Thoreau. Shaved off my mustache. July 3rd, 1942. Harold Brinkerhoff. The papers say the Germans captured Sebastopol and are at the gates of Alexandria and the British fleet is fleeing south. All in all, things for the Allies have really gone to hell. We hope all reports cannot be believed. Roy Henning Sunny and hot. No good sleeping weather. Paint on my watercolor picture. July 4th, 1942 Harold Brinkerhoff, the big day. I wish we were home to celebrate. We are all anxious. We had a total blackout last night. We heard Tokyo was bombed last night, but have not been able to verify the report. We have a crummy bunch of Americans. I suggested we sing the the national anthem at breakfast. Our leader said, let's put it off until evening. Now some do not want to sing because they think it might offend the Japanese. Personally, they can all go to hell if that's all the love they have for their country. The Japanese are very patriotic, and I think they would respect us instead of resenting our singing. Charles F. Gregg Have had blackouts for these past three days, house almost unlivable in the evening with windows closed, shutters fastened, and all lights off except those in dining room covered with black shade. General precautions against fire and air raids are being taken by everyone. Perhaps they expect something. Nothing special in way of celebration of fourth today. Some men even afraid to sing the national anthem. Roy Henning. Uneventful day. Warm and heavy. Very poor meals today read and study. Our team loses the final volleyball championship match. July 5th, 1942, Harold Brinkerhoff. It is very close. I guess summer has really come. This sure is a thieving outfit. I forgot my soap in the bathroom. When I went back for it, a sliver of soap had been substituted for my half bar. I am truly ashamed to own that these are fellow Americans. They are the most filthy bunch of animals, of humans I have ever been around. They blow snot on the sides of the urinals, spit on the floors, grind cigarette butts into the floor. Last night, they had to be told not to throw butts out onto Mrs. Allen's private porch. We have two toilets on the top floor. When the water pressure is low, they will not flush. The damn lazy guys will not carry a bucket of water 50 feet to flush them. I called one fellow over in the park yesterday who was making some unkind remarks about some children's worn clothes. The crowning blow was when a small boy about Ken's size came by carrying a spear. This filthy American said, If there was an American kid here his size, he would take the spear away from him and jam it up in his ass. This infuriated me. I told him to keep his filthy foul mouth shut, that he was crazy. I almost had a fight on my hands as he was a big fellow and thinks he is tough. His remarks were pretty loud. If the Japs could have understood what he said, they would have had a very poor opinion of Americans. Happy will be the day when I'm shut out shut of these fellows. There are some fine fellows here and some awful dregs. Roy Henning Sunny, Sunday and hot Bathed, felt tired, sunbathed in the afternoon. July sixth, nineteen forty two. Charles F. Gregg hot were allowed to go to the park to watch a ball game today for one hour. More blackouts so could not have church service. We'll have to have it Sunday mornings. Fred Oppenborn, back from hospital, itch cured. will be allowed to go to park to play today and hereafter to here in the afternoon, 3 to 4 p.m. Did, did big washing yesterday. Still studying French and reading. Time really drags. If one could only be doing some work or doing something useful. Heard today that NIMBA is no longer in charge of prisoners, change in chefs. No news from the Swiss consul. English now expect to leave latter part of July or 1st of August. Outside sources not very optimistic about our leaving in the next few months. Harold Brinkerhoff Last night was awfully sultry. We slept all night without covers. The mosquitoes were out in swarms. If we did not have punk to burn, they would have driven us crazy. The sewage disposal is the problem. All the water, except from the toilets, runs out to the street, where it runs into the sewer in an open cement ditch. Roy Hanning. Very warm day, a scorcher, tough sleeping weather. Sunbathe, bathe, shave and wash. July 7th, 1942, Harold Brinkerhoff. Today is the fifth anniversary of the China incident. Last night was terribly hot. We tried opening the windows. Then the punk had no effect and the mosquitoes ate us alive. Some of our fellows went to the Butterfield house. They say up there they have been told we are leaving the end of the month. Roy Henning. Bad case of diarrhea. Finished reading Kagawa. Very good book. Feel quite weak and hot. Harold Brinkerhoff. My birthday. July 8, 1942. Harold Brinkerhoff. My birthday. I hope I don't get any older in the godforsaken country. I hope you are thinking of me at home. The blackout has been lifted. They claim they blasted some airfields in China under construction by the Americans. It is seven months now since I saw the Japanese planes over Aganya. Roy Henning, still have diarrhea and weak. Had apple cake for dinner. Went to the park, baseball game. Our team lost the volleyball match. Had moving pictures, Olympic games, very good. They showed us a motion picture of the Olympics. I still remember all the applause that went up when Jesse Owens won the 100-yard dash. And this concludes episode 26 of the We Raise the Stars and Stripes Over Japan podcast. Thanks very kindly for listening. Bye-bye now.